Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, Amazon and support for Alexa skills with HIPAA protections. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Now, I know I told you I was going to go back to my I believe statements and give you some things that I thought were must-do projects for 2023. I have two of those already lined up. I'll talk about them tomorrow on Friday. And uh, just keep in mind that uh, this week or next week will be the last week we do the Today Shows. Uh, it really depends on how my schedule looks. But uh, we have a production break through the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the production break. But uh, I do want to make sure that I share the final couple of stories with you for this year. So uh, tune in tomorrow. We'll talk about two projects that I think are must-do projects. They have uh, ROI within a year and their investments in the future of your health system. But I wanted to cover this story. This is an interesting one. I think it has interesting ramifications. Uh, Amazon in support for Alexa skills with HIPAA protections. Amazon is ending support for programs that allowed patients to share Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act protected information. If you're wondering what HIPAA stands for, that's what it stands for. With hospitals and health insurers over the artificial intelligence-enabled device Alexa, the tech giant said Thursday. If you're wondering what drove this, uh, it turns out Alexa, that whole device division, is losing gobs of money. Like, they haven't made money in a long time. Even though they're selling a lot of the devices, they... They do not make money, and so they had to do a significant amount of cuts in that division and, and analyze the programs that make money and the programs that don't, the ones that are very labor-intensive and technology-intensive that cost money to support, and this is what they decided to cut. I'll go on. Amazon said it will stop supporting Alexa third-party HIPAA-eligible programs, and any protected health information on the program will be deleted by the end of next week. Wow, quick. Artificial intelligence news site VoiceBot first reported Amazon's decision. Amazon rolled out the program in April 2019, inviting select hospitals and health insurers to develop HIPAA-compliant applications referred internally as skills that could be used with Alexa. Amazon launched it with six healthcare organizations, including Atrium, Boston Children's, uh, Providence, let's see, they have all this detail that doesn't need to be there, Cigna, and Livongo, which has been sold to Teladoc Health and pharmacy benefit company Express Scripts. Initial capabilities included scheduling appointments, reading blood sugar levels through connected devices, reading post-operation progress notes, and managing delivery of prescriptions. On Wednesday, three of those organizations, Boston Children's, Providence, and Express Scripts, which is owned by Cigna, had apps active on Alexa Skills Store. None of the three immediately responded to a request for comment. I'm sure they'll be taken down. 
Amazon also announced Alexa capabilities with Teladoc in February. A spokesperson for Teladoc said Teladoc for Alexa is no longer active. In a statement, an Amazon spokesperson said the company uh, it will continue to support Alexa smart properties for healthcare, a division that sells Alexa devices and voice tools to hospitals and providers to deploy and centrally manage throughout their organizations. It is used at uh, Baycare, Cedar sinai and Houston Methodist. Amazon's decision to end Alexa initiative is the latest in a uh, latest twist in a tech giant's topsy-turvy push into healthcare. In July, the company announced plans to acquire One Medical, a membership-based primary care company, for $3.9 million. The Federal Trade Commission is reviewing the transaction. In August, Amazon announced it was shutting down its Amazon Care service by the end of the year. A month later, the company laid off 400 workers related to closing Amazon Care. In November, the company launched Amazon Clinic, a virtual health storefront offering users access to third-party providers. All right, so that's the story. What's the so what on this? As you know, when I go through these news stories, I try to give what this what is this so what, and I'm I try to give that perspective from the health provider perspective. And um, this is a situation of buyer beware, right? If you get into bed with these organizations that are profit-based, profit-motive-based, and their organizations don't make money. It's the same thing with going with a startup, by the way. If their companies don't make money, you're going to lose their product. Like, they're not going to be viable. And if they were a startup, they would go out of business. If they're a large tech company, they're just going to pull the plug at some point. They can only not make money on a program for so long. And... Uh, we thought that the tech industry, the big, especially the big tech industry, the, the Googles, the Amazons, the Microsofts, that those programs would go on forever. But historically, that's not the case. I mean, we saw that with Health Vault. Um, we see that with uh, you know, just various programs over the years. Even at Google, which makes almost all of its money from advertising, uh, some of the programs get cut from time to time. And so buyer beware, I think, is one of those things. We have to stop looking at things through... Uh, rose-colored glasses, and really just take a realistic look. Even with Amazon, you have to look at it and say, is this going to be viable long-term? Because if it's not from a financial standpoint, if there's not a good financial model, if it's too good to be true, if you're saying, oh my gosh, look at all the services I get for such, such little money, it means they're subsidizing it from some other aspect of their business. And that only goes on so long until it, you know, until it either takes off or doesn't take off. And if it doesn't take off, it goes away. So for these organizations, by the way, all these organizations mentioned are forward-leaning companies. They know the risks involved and they decided, hey, it was worth the risk to put these skills out there for the good of their community. I'm not sure how much it really impacts some of them um, I, I would have to know their specific programs and how they rolled it out. I do know some of them actually, and that's, it's pretty serious. What would I do if this just happened to me? Let's assume I was at Providence because technically I was at St. Joe's before it became Providence. Uh, I was never actually at Providence just for the record, but, um, being at St. Joe's, if this happened to me, what would I be looking at? I'd be looking at, um, uh, I'd look at building our own speakers. My friend, it, it depends on what the use case is. If it's if it's uh, to the consumer in the home, 
I wouldn't look at that. But if it's uh, we deployed them in every one of our hospital rooms across the entire enterprise and or we're deploying them in certain things, I, I'd look at building your own speakers. This is not rocket science. I mean, quite frankly, there's a lot of companies that can build the speakers. There's a lot of companies that can uh, embed the microphones into those speakers. It's not that hard to do that manufacturing process if you have the wherewithal and the creativity to do it. Again, uh, I'm sure there's third parties already out there that have the speakers. The speakers are not the hard part. The hard part is the software behind it. The good news is that when they started, you know, you had to have a a team, a massive team of people behind the scenes, you know, listening to certain things, doing certain things, and hoping that your algorithm could get become smart. That's not the case as much anymore. There's a lot of these uh, open AI. Open AI is really changing things. It's changing things on the writing side. It's changing things on the AI chatbot side. It's changing things uh, on the uh, ambient listening side as well. You have self-supervised learning. And if you don't know what that is, you should uh, look at it. It's a way for AI and machine models to train themselves, to learn from themselves. And this is going to revolutionize how we interact with computers and devices over the next, I'm saying, three years. So I'm getting more bullish on this. It used to be a five-year kind of thing, and it used to be the purview of only a few companies. With When you open source something like this and you put these kind of powerful tools out there, uh, you can see a lot of progress very rapidly. And it's putting the tools into your hands. So you could do something like this. Again, if you had the wherewithal to do something. And then because it would be something that's managed internally, you can go beyond what the limitations were of the um, of the Alexa device. Now, I understand this is a build versus buy kind of uh, situation. It's also an opportunity for a third party, by the way. A third party dedicated to healthcare, uh, ambient listening in the room uh, or in the home, different capabilities and whatnot. I mean, the thing you have to worry about is somebody's switching this back on, right? So uh, Google's home device, um, yeah, Alexa's home device, obviously, if they switch it back on, you'd end up with instant competitors, uh, you know, any Apple device that's out of the home. Uh, but the reality is we are going to start interacting with computers via voice. We're going to have to learn how to handle HIPAA-protected information one way or another. Uh, we can do that within our four walls and then expand that out to uh, maybe home-based care programs uh, or, uh, well, any of the home-based care programs, hospital, home, uh, home therapies and whatnot, uh, just people who are uh, recovering from certain conditions. So you can put this stuff out there, ramp it up that way. So that that's your build strategy, your buy strategy. If I were if I were to step back now and say, you know, I don't I don't have the wherewithal, and I have to replace these devices because I, I lost a lot of the capabilities we had deployed. Gosh, what direction would I go in? I, I'd probably again, I'd probably go into one of the platforms that's out there. There's some voice platforms that exist. We've interviewed some of them, um, and uh, I, I'd look at them and I'd look at uh, seeing if they could partner with a uh, with a uh, speaker company. The other thing is if I had some investment money, uh, I might look at some uh, some entrepreneurs and say, can you build this? These are just some of the different ways I would approach this kind of, of problem. Um, but again, the big so what on this is buyer beware. Uh, replacement strategies, I think are important. The And, and then the final thing is uh, voice is going to change dramatically in the next three years. Got to keep an eye on it. Got to get ahead of it. Um, 
But, you know, if you're taking a, a buy strategy, just wait till somebody comes back with something that can replace these devices in your hospital. That's where I'd start and then uh, look to push it into the home. All right. So remainder of the week tomorrow, I'm going to talk to you about two uh, less than one year ROI kinds of programs that I think every health system should be looking at uh, with regard to some of the financial challenges that are out there. And I haven't decided what I'm going to do next week. I might do more, I believe, statements. I might start looking at some of the predictions, or I might not do anything and just take three-week production break instead of two. I will let you know that tomorrow. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.